episode of Fashion Junkies. Martina, how are you, dear? Uh, oh, dear? <laughs> I knew you were a little older than I was, but I didn't realize that we'd gotten to this point. I'm that you're actually, calling me dear now. I'm actually the reverse of Miss Doubtfire. What's the reverse? Remember how they put the makeup on to make you look older? Uh-huh. I put the makeup on to appear younger. <laughs> somebody the other day, speaking of, somebody the other day was like, I thought you were like in your late 20s. I was like, thank you for that. Did you kiss them on the forehead for that one? <laughs> I should have. But it was like, um, thank you for that. But no, I am actually 36. Do we're like, no. You're not 36. Late. Yes, I'm 36. Oh, I thought you were older. We found out that we were the same age. So she said that I kind of intimidated her a little bit. Well, there you go. Now you uh, just ruined it for yourself. I know. Hope you're okay with that. As the saying goes, just another day. <laughs> she was like, I really thought you were young. She's like, um, she's like, you, like, she was just really like, I thought you were young. And she was like, and you have, like, so much knowledge. She's one of our graphic designers mm-hmm. that we hired. So I'm in charge of making sure, like, everything, you know. Did you tell her bar. that's what happens when you get around? You know a lot of stuff? <laughs> uh, no, I'm like, just, you know, whatever. I don't I don't uh, toot my own horn or pat myself on the back. I'm just like, whatever. He just does that at home when he's by himself. Right. I walk around with a shampoo bottle. I'm thinking it's an Oscar. <laughs> And oh my, my parents god. were like, oh my god, look what I brought. And I was doing that. I don't know why I'm waiting <laughs> until we were recording. It was totally unplanned. Oh my god, here we go with the noise. What is that? Oh, stop it. Stop I it. I was like running around the house like this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of those like little fans. <laughs> the hand fans. Ooh. It does the noise and everything. Where did you get that? I was in Chinatown, I think. My mom, actually, all joking aside, though, my mom would love one of those because hers is broken. So if you happen to pop by one of those at any point, pick one up for her. She'll be forever indebted to you. Okay, I'll do. I kept walking around the house all day like this, just making that swish noise. Yeah. My dad is just like, every time I did it, my dad just turned around and was like, stop. (laughs) So I just kept doing it to bother him. <laughs> and then he got, he got so, like, annoyed by me, he just, like, walked into his room. He's like, okay, enough of you. Goodbye. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, how have you been? Good. I've been busy. I've been trying to readjust to life in the working class again. I was on vacation for... Forever. Uh, it was not forever. Stop it. You sound like my coworkers. Like, I, literally, I literally, especially coworkers, when it's in two weeks, it's like two years. <laughs> I walked in and they're like, "Oh my god, you're back!" <laughs> I was like, "Hello, <laughs> I'm back. Leave me alone for like a solid forty-five minutes, right? So that I can just cry by myself in the back corner, and then I'll be okay to talk to everybody." That's hilarious. <sighs> no, but for real though, like I need a vacation from my vacation because it was so busy. I wrote on Facebook the other day, like, I need a vacation on an island, like, where the latest technology is, like, flushable toilets or, like, house light lights. Oh, my God. I would love that. I just need to get away from Wi-Fi where, like, Cesar cannot reach me. You know what, though? It's so bad. Like, I was – I noticed it when my cousins were here. Obviously, my cousins live overseas. They live Mm -hmm. in Europe. They're not on a a provider that we have here. Right. 
And it is amazing that technology has gotten to the point where you can literally use your phone anywhere in the world. Like, mm-hmm. they were connected via Wi-Fi. My cousin paid for 20 gigs of um, data through his, like, cell phone provider. Mm-hmm. So he had, like, data pretty much everywhere for the entire two weeks that they were here. Yeah. His cu- his sister, excuse me, not so much. She was just working off of, like, Wi-Fi. But obviously almost every place out there has Wi-Fi. Like, I'm pretty sure Millennium Park had Wi-Fi. I- I'm pretty sure it popped up on my phone when we were there. Um, so it's not like... You can't go anywhere where there's no Wi-Fi anymore. It's not like I remember growing up going overseas like, okay, shut your phone off because you're not going to have a signal anymore. So this just gets thrown in your bag and you get it back in two weeks. Like, you know, not like that anymore. So technology has come a long way. So, yeah, even like um, (laughs) where the town we're from, you know, where for Mexico, we're from Guerrero, like a coastal state, kind of like Florida, you know, Georgia, whatever. Um, but we're in the mountains, like the town my parents are from, they're like, you know, in the mountains. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now there's like, um, they have like mini, mini several towers that go like that. Up to the mountains. Uh, that goes, that is attached to your like, antenna to your house mm-hmm. to get like a better signal. But they're called tokens. Like you go in and just like buy a token. But it's, it's like, um... Like a rechargeable cell phone yeah, almost. Something like, like, like a pay as you go kind yeah. of thing. Okay. So, you know, you just put in the code and then it'll give you like. You just, like a payment. Yeah, like a payment. And then you'll. Huh. Then th- that's how they power the cell phone. So that's how my cousins do it. Like when, when you know, they have. Because they came here last year. They're fixed. They have papers illegally. Um, so Illegally or legally? Legally. <laughs> legally. Um, so they, that's how they do it. Like, you know, because they were here, they all have cell phones. Yeah. So that's how they, like, connect Wi-Fi in the house. So that we, we video chat the other day. It's not the greatest. No, I'm sure. But, but it's still something. It's still even, something, yeah. Even to be able to get on the internet to Google something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It does the job, so... Very cool. Are you okay there? Yes, Are you fine. dying? I'm, no, I'm were you gonna have to? Oh, look at my nails. That's only three of them, though. I know, cause my niece was. My niece is like, she has um, what is it called? Sort short attention spasm. Oh. So she's like, okay, I'll be back, and then she never came back. Like <laughs> five hours later. And you're like, excuse me. Right. And then she came back five hours later. She's like, okay, like let me get your other hand. I'm like, you didn't even finish one hand. <laughs> Uh, she's a trip. Well, you know, fruit doesn't fall too far from the tree, does it? <laughs> you guys all belong to the same family. Exactly. So. My sister's like, she's like, you're just like your uncle. The other, we were in the car yesterday. And she's like, I can't escape it. Like, she annoys me, and then here you come, you annoy me, and then I go back, and then she annoys me, and I was like, I'm like spoken like a true mother. <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, so um, I wonder if Barney's is going to have a sale. Oh, my God. They're still imagine? open. I would have walked in there, but like, this is bullshit. I am paying $1,000. <laughs> Give me the Chapter 11 discount. 11%. 11%. Whatever. <laughs> Could you see the marketing department? Okay, so we're going to have a sale. Right. And it's going to be an 11% sale. <sighs> what? 
Um, so Barney's has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. I know we, I think we had talked about it originally, or maybe I read it somewhere. You and I talked about it right. off the air. But um, the luxury department store announced on August 6th that it would be filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection due to a reduction in traffic from customers and the rising cost of rent. So this filing basically allows Barney's to remain open to do business while it tries to get its life in order, basically, and pay any debts that they may owe. And this comes in this, like, shift of of how retail is is progressing. And we were having this conversation with somebody yesterday, and cost of, of living real estate cons- continues to change, and consumer shifting is now shifting to buying online and Barney's is now joining that list of brick-and-mortar retailers that are continuing to struggle to stay open and keep their lights on in a shift of, of how our retail landscape is, is now set up. And it's, I mean, I think a lot of people think that this was like, it, it came as a shock for some people, but it's really not. It's happened to them before. They had a filing back in 1996 with their, they had a falling out with their Japanese uh, partner and then this year earlier, they also attempted to downsize their Madison Avenue store to cut costs on annual rent, which, according to the Bloomberg re- report, excuse me, tripled this year. That's a lot. Yeah. And that store, for whoever's been to Barney's in New York City on Madison Avenue, that store is huge. Indeed. And I mean, not that any of them are any smaller, like Saks is huge. Uh, Bergdorf Goodman. Bergdorf Goodman actually has two locations. They've got the women's and then the men's are separate. The men's is much smaller, but... Right. That's my question. I was thinking about this when I was reading the article. It's like, how is... Well, I think Bergdorf is private-owned, correct? I don't know. That's a good question. Should we Google it? We haven't Googled anything in a long time. (laughs) Let's Um, try. Hold on. Which is, like, when I was reading this, it's like, how is this different from Bergdorf's? In what sense? What do you mean? Like Barney's New York, New York from Bergdorf Goodman. It's like, aren't they the, like, similar-ish? Um, so, to answer your question, they are not. Actually, I didn't even know this. Bergdorf Goodman is a subsidiary of Neiman Marcus, which is uh-huh. owned by the private equity firm Eris Management. Okay. Well, see, we learned something new today. Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Neiman- right. And you know what? That would make sense. There's That would make a lot of sense why Neiman Marcus is not in New York City because they have Bergdorf Goodman. So they're covering the landscape. All right. Well, Maybe that's what they should do instead of... Put a Neiman's? Well, but a- Neiman's is kind of on the same level, don't you think? No, I'm talking about Dubarney's. What do you mean? There's a Barney's here in New York. In New York. <laughs> In Chicago. In Chicago, apparently right. I'm in New York. Um, there's a Barney's, I think, what, California, San Francisco. They operate, they're five cities, so Chicago, New York, I think San Francisco is one of them. And the Florida with the rich people, are. I think it's like um, Port something. Um, hold on. I did read it. I should have put it in the notes, but, you know. Uh, 
where why is why do things just never pop up when you're looking for them? Yes. Right. It's so annoying. So I'm looking. It was funny because I thought it was Bergdorf. I'm like, pour it into Fargo. What is she gonna do now? <laughs> nope, not Bergdorf. No, and I was like, oh no, it's not Bergdorf. Berg Bergdorf. Bergdorf Goodman. Oh, that's when I ran into Rachel Zoe. Yes. And then she's like, somebody had a puppy, and she was like, oh, look. So to answer your question, there's two in New York City, one on Madison Avenue and then one downtown on 7th. Mm -hmm. Um, Beverly Hills, San Francisco, Boston, Central. Oh, I'm sorry. That's an outlet. Um, I thought there was one in Florida, too. Because they've got all the outlets listed on here, too. The outlet, too, in Rosemont. Yeah, we have a, yeah. Do we have the outlet in Rosemont and the one in, on Rush Street by Prada? Right. Um, yeah, so two New York, Beverly Hills, San Francisco, and Boston. And Marcus Jacoby. Two, four, five. Yeah, that's right. There's five. Because I had read that there were five. So they're just on the east and west coast. Makes sense, I guess. <clears throat> So, can American icon, an American icon of high fashion survive the shift in your retail landscape? If know. you guys could only see the facial expressions that Gustavo has when he reads these things. Why? What? I, I just, I enjoy them, that's all. <laughs> I'm going to do a video of just my... Yeah, I'm going to put the camera <laughs> over my shoulder and just point it <laughs> at you the entire time. And we'll just record you. Right. Um, I don't know if it could survive. I think something. I think shops like Barty's New York, of New York, and like Bird of Goodman, and like you have Ekram here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Like these boutiques that are like very popular within the cities. I think should just stay in those cities. Like, it gives you a reason to fly out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm going to go to New York. Oh, can we stop like at Barney's? You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's that that experience. Right. Yeah, I get Which that. I think maybe they should just keep two of them open or three of them open. Kind of like, yeah. um, I mean, it sucks because, you know, these businesses are very, like you said, iconic right. in American retail. Um, that's like if Ralph Lauren decides to, like, close down his store. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I feel like some exclusivity wouldn't hurt them. Um, I don't know if yeah. that's the right word or are you following me? Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. It's, I don't know. I think just the price tag is what hurts them. Real, realistic. That I think that's true. the thing that all those retailers have in common. I hate to say it. See, but my thing is like Jeffries. How come that's not suffering? Or we haven't seen a report about it, but. Isn't it's true. That, you know it's what true. I mean? Like, that's another, like, iconic... It's funny. Well, it's funny to me, though, because when I went to New York a couple of years ago, I, I was paying attention to just, like, the traffic. It's always something that interests me because, obviously, being in the retail sector, I... Like, I pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of that stuff is, like, second nature. Just yeah, it's interesting to, to me. And, like, walk, I, I walked into Saks when I was there. And Saks, um, Saks has traffic, which is interesting. 
But, like, I remember going to Bergdorf's a couple years ago, and Bergdorf's... Was dead. Yeah. So, like I don't Bedell. know. Well, that's so sad. Oh, is it Henri? That's so sad. I know. I love them. It's funny, because I almost cried the other day, or a couple weeks ago. I went to a meeting, a work meeting, and one of the girls has their, like, you know, the iconic Henri Bendel uh, backpack? Oh, yeah. Like, the tweed backpack. And she's got her initials on it. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's tough to me. Like, and, again, I'm not near a Barney's, too. So I think that kind of hurts, too, is, like, are you in the right areas, too? And I would think, like, Beverly Hills in New York City is probably, like, a good spot to be. But there's other well well-off areas like there's parts of Detroit everybody makes fun of Detroit but there's parts of Detroit that are very well off just as well off as Beverly Hills and and New York City Mm -hmm. and they have money too you know so it's it's can you saturate it in the right places right because you're Chicago it's on Rush Street and Rush Street is very like uppity uppity it's very like you have you have um, the Barneys in the corner, and then across the street is Mark Jacobs, and then across the street from that, or I think I, I think legit across the street from the Barneys is Hermes, and then in the other corner it's Prada, and then you got like Ted Baker, and then on the other side of the corner it's Mark Jacobs. There's it's interesting to me. There's um, what's the shop that's right across the street from the Peninsula Hotel? That right by Water Tower there. Is that that's on our Armani store, is it? The Peninsula Hotel. Or is it or you know what it is? I think it's a bo, uh, Bottega uh Veneta. Bottega Veneta. Next to the Hershey's? Yes, across the street. There's that like little park there, that water tower park. Oh, that's Calvin Klein. Oh, then it's moved. Okay. It's it, Calvin Klein and then it's like some shop and then it's Bottega Veneta. And then on the corner next to the hotel, though, I think it used to be an Armani was there. Oh, no, now it's Calvin Klein. Okay, so then, it, okay. Well, case in point, back at the time when I used to work You're probably in that right. area. I'm probably wrong. In that area, it used to, it was interesting to me, like those, I never used to see anybody in that store, ever. <laughs> and I always used to like, because I, I would have to walk past that to take the public transit system, because there's a train stop right there. And... I would, like, walk past there twice a day, obviously, to work and back, and, like, never anybody in there. And I always used to get, like, surprised when I would see, like, one person in there and I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, they ha- – so it's just – it's interesting to me. Like, how do these places stay open, you know? Without any sales. Right. So I don't know. Is this, like it's, – it, it's sad to me. Like, I feel like this is, like you said, it's one of those luxury retailers. And I just feel like it should go, they should go back to exclusivity, you know, shut down a few stores. I mean, if the outlets, malls help them, by all means, keep it open. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I think destination, like, we forgot about this whole concept of like destination shopping, you know? Right. And I think if we, did that a little bit more and 
you know, obviously keep on the online because that's always going to help a business. But I think having something like that would be much more. Have you been to the outlet, the outlet store here? No, I haven't. Because every time I pass through there, there's a security guard and he's always like, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, I'm trying to buy something. Like, I want my 11% discount. Exactly. <laughs> I should go start a protest. Start uh, a hashtag. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I could go to Gucci without a problem, okay? No, but like, you know me, I always like a bag. Every time I go to the Olive Malls, I'm always looking for like a tote bag. I want a tote bag. I've been wanting a tote bag for a long time. What and type I, of a tote bag do you want? Maybe we could get somebody to design it for you. I just want it to like... I want to be able to carry it on my shoulder without any problems, without it falling over or down, one handle. You know, I just wanted to stay mm-hmm. there and just stay there <laughs> until I take it off. And there's this Gucci Maybe one. you should get, like, T-shirts with Velcro on the shoulder, and then the other bag will get Velcro <laughs> on the strap. No. And then you just hook it on there so it stays in place. So it can just go like this. Yeah, and, and you can shimmy, shimmy it, and it'll just not <laughs> fall off. Um, there was this Gucci one that was called, from the Bloom Collection. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to buy it. And to be honest, it was only, like, $300. So you should have splurged a little I bit. I should have splurged. But I wanted it in black. To match my soul. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes like if like I wear a lot of black at work and stuff, and I'll wear like I find myself wearing like colored earrings or a colored like your bag. Na- yeah, your yeah, yeah. I like a zuki color though. Um, or like a fun handbag or like a cool shoe, wearing all black. And sometimes that's all you need. Like sometimes you need like that statement. No, I like piece, a black, you know? a black, a black. I'm black. Oh, okay. I'm black. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a joke with Daniel Hernandez or Guzman or whatever last name he uses. <laughs> we were talking about somebody one time at school, and he was like, oh, I like the black, I'm black, I'm black. And he was <laughs> a black man. He's like, I'm black, I guess, on him. <laughs> I was like, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, by all means, we're not racist, but I'm just... His joke was a little bit too far. But you you did get to know him to know his sense of humor. Yeah. Okay. Like Before text, we get ourselves I, in trouble right, here. I text Martina. I was like, can you ask Daniel? If he works at a retail store. And be like, can you ask Daniel if I could get a discount on this bag? And Martina just never replied to my... <laughs> To my text. I know she saw it, but, you know, she never replied. Maybe I should have turned temporarily on my red receipt so you could see I read it and then just shut it back off after. Right. I'm like, ugh, rude. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Martina, stop. We're going to get back together. It's the three of us. We're Charlie's Angels. There's probably a lot more things that are likely to happen. <laughs> And I'm sure you could think of what's at the top of my list um, that could possibly happen before this does. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Our special guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're the worst. So who's this Tabitha Simmons? You don't know who Tabitha Simmons is? I know a Tabitha, but I don't know who a Simmons is. Oh, you seriously don't know? No. She's a shoe designer. Oh, she is? Yeah. When I read Tabitha, I thought about, like, the Bravo, the the lady that cuts hair. Oh, no, the blonde lady? Yeah. No, no, no. 
No, this woman's I'm uh, like, a shoe designer. I'm like, is she totally doing shoes now? Awesome. Mm-mm. So I'm actually, like, really stoked for this. This goes live um, in the coming week, actually. And it has a price point starting at $165. So it's a collaboration between Tabitha. Just tomorrow. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. Um, Tabitha Simmons and Coach1941. So Coach's creative director, Stuart Vivers, has partnered with shoe designer Tabitha Simmons to create a whole line of handbags and shoes. Nice. And it's been a work in progress. Uh, since 2016, when he delivered or when he developed a closer relationship with her, and I guess what does that mean? So the whole storyline goes, I, because I I asked the same question too, because he's married for starters. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't know what the deal is with that, but um, so long story short, she had bought or it was given to her like a piece from the Coach collection that he had designed. And she sent him, like, I don't know if it was a DM or, like, a text message or what, of, like, how she had styled the whole thing, whole thing like, asking for his, like, opinion, basically. And so that's kind of how it started, and it's developed since then. Mm. And um, they've designed a whole collection of styles that are both very reminiscent of each designer, such as pointy-toed flats, Wedge combat boots and lots and lots and lots of velvet. Um, other new designs will also appear, such as lace-up flats and stilettos. Um, and then as far as the handbags are concerned, they're very much a 60s-inspired um, design from uh, previous designs that were resurrected from the Coach archives. So they went back and looked at, at some of Coach's designs and redesigned from there. Yeah, lots of like floral pr- printed leather, mm. um, which is very, very common to him. And just lots of jewel tones, leather, reminiscent of the coach aesthetic, but mm. also has these additional elements that are unexpected, which are very, um, very synonymous with Tabitha Simmons, if you will, because she's got a little bit more of an edge, whereas I feel like coach is a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. Um, so double flaps, buckles, tassels, that kind of thing. And the cool thing is the entire campaign has Tabitha Simmons as the model wearing the collaboration as well as pieces from the fall 2019 uh, collection from Coach. So it's completely just the two of them. Um, and designs go live tomorrow, or the 12th, I should say, and with a price point starting at $165. And they're phenomenal. And... There's a pair of these lace-up velvet shoes that I need to have. I literally need to have these in my my closet. So, with that being said, when these go live... Tomorrow. I'm going to have to look and see where I can squeeze some extra coin and get these because these are stunning. And then this floral printed bag I need in my life, too, with this double flap. It's a great little handbag. So, thoughts? It looks good. You've been quiet over there. Very hippie-ish. You haven't been fanning very, yourself. It looks very hippie-ish, very, like, um, the aesthetic. Uh-oh, here comes the fan, guys. No. Oh. So thirsty. Oh. Um, it's very them, very 60s, very coach 1941. <laughs> not to be, you know, not to have a pun or anything. What? 
Right. No, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, though. Like, it's very 60s-inspired. It's got that, like, um, f- like flower child almost, like, um, what's the word for it? Bohemian? Yes. Yes, that's actually a pretty good pretty good word to describe them. But it's, like, it's interesting to me because, like, this whole outfit that she's got on in one of these campaign ads, mm-hmm. like, I would totally wear that. Yeah, I totally like the coats. The coat is amazing. Um, or what so, is it is? Whatever it is. It's like a duster of right. some sort. But very pretty. Speaking of duster. Oh, dear. You know, they're having all these coats that look like bathrobes. Yeah. They're coming into style. Yeah. And I want one. Uh-huh. So my mother was like, just wear your bathrobe. I'm like, first of all, lady, I'm not going to wear a terry cloth. And, you know, I just kind of kept going. And then you just walked out of the room. Right. I oh. did. Solid. Um, but anyway, uh, this I like it. I think this is probably the first collaboration ever that makes sense in the history of fashion. Like, Fair. you know what I mean? Like, it's totally her, but it's also totally coach. Oh, yeah. I agree. You know, it's... Like, even the prints, you know, with the whole dinosaur thing that they have now. Like, I could totally see this side-by-side that as well. Right. You know, it it all makes sense. It's like this, like, cheeky, refined flower child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can see this a different woman. What do you mean? Like, on different stages of her life. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Like, I can see this girl rocking it, you know, who has started her first... I guess, job out of college and the same lady and the same, you know, woman who's, like, an administrative assistant or a project manager or, you know, like, a woman who likes clothes and fashion. That's established. Yeah. I can totally see them working out because even, like, those buckle shoes. I know. Aren't those sweet? They look like Doc Martens. Yeah. Like, it's very youthful, but it's very modern. Yeah. No, for sure. So. For sure. Yeah, I'm very interested. I'm, I think I might have to pop over to their website. I looked to see if they had like any like preview campaign on mm-hmm. their website the other day, and there's nothing. So, I'm a little upset about that. But. Well, good for Coach. I like this Coach 1941. Yeah, brand. I, all these people were like so panicked about it. Really. Yeah, I had all these people that complained about, like, why are they changing everything? Tapestry is the parent company. They're doing all the... Right. And this has been, like, the resurgence I think that coach, like, needed. Like, I feel like this is what Marc Jacobs needs. Like, in the sense, like, I feel like Marc Jacobs and coach were very, like, relevant, like, 15 years ago. Like, they were the thing that everybody wanted. Mm Kind of like the Kate Spade bag. Like, every teen girl needed the Kate Spade bag. Mm -hmm. Like, same thing. Like, they had that relevance. And they kind of tapered off. And now coach is, like, it's having the second wind, the second life. So, that's my two cents. I think this is the mature coach. Like, this is where the coach needed to be. After becoming like the it bad company, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like after a while, you were like, "What else can we do besides bags?" Right. Well, and that's the objective of design, though, is how can you reinvent yourself, right, to keep your customer coming back? Like Madonna. 
No, Madonna just gets plastic surgery. Some people call it plastic surgery. Some people call it reinvention. So. <laughs> Go home. You leave the house one day with one face and you come right. back with another? Right. Oh, okay. But like, is that... <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder what her neighbors think. What do you mean? Madonna's neighbors, if she has neighbors. Okay. Like, you know, what do they think about her transition? <laughs> oh, my God, you're done. Okay, let's move on before <laughs> you get yourself into trouble. I want well, a war with Madonna. I would love it. You know how that would do for our podcast? And then you could get that lady's or that kid's <clears throat> mom as you're, like, in your corner to fight her. Which one? Colors. Colors? Colors, baby. Oh! <laughs> Call her and be we like, need to Listen. interview her. I would love to. She just seems like batshit crazy. I would love it. Like I feel like she'd just be yelling into the mic. Be like, okay, lady, like relax. <laughs> we haven't he's, had a guest in a while, right. so I know. I'm like, he has he's not even here yet, so relax. Save that energy. <laughs> Save that energy when his auntie gets here. Oh my god, stop that. And you imagine they start fighting in this little studio? Oh my god. I'll record it first and then call the cops. Oh, my God. Okay, you're done. Um, um, anyway. No, but I feel like this is a good push, a good thing for Coach. I'm excited to see it. I, uh, we, should, we should go see. We should go to the Coach store and see what they got. Now? I'm sure they probably have a preview of the one in Woodfield. I, you know, I looked online and there was nothing. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Um, there was nothing then. Let's see. Everything is like articles. It doesn't pop up. On. I just I just go like this throughout the whole day. Oh, stop it! Okay. Oh wait, here it is. It's it's on the UK site. Cause they're like nine hours before us. It's Monday over there already. No, I think they're seven hours ahead of us. <laughs> I think they're the same time zone. These are so cute. I need a pair of these. Not that I don't already have enough pair uh, shoes from Coach, but. Yes, but you don't have <sighs> any shoes by Tabitha and Coach. Stop it! Look at these. I need these in my life. Oh, those are freaking awesome. $125, I could probably swing it. And then I would just keep them in a box until spring because, you know, at this point. You can wear them in the winter. Where am I going in the winter? With these From arms? your house to the garage. <laughs> They're definitely better in black than they are red. Definitely. Well, so it is on their website, folks. Um, so if you do want to check them out, they do have the pieces on there. It will launch, like I said, tomorrow. So I, I'm curious to see as to what the, um, the traffic is on this tomorrow. And I mean, it looks like all great materials, um, snake and suede, leather, like it's all really well made. Um, product so and which I mean not that I expect anything less from coach I mean all of their shoes 
are pretty much leather. I've got one pair that are partial leather and then the sole is rubber, but um, everything else is pretty much pretty, pretty well made. So <clears throat> anywho, uh, moving on. Moving on. We're moving on to um, Naeem Kam, who eyes Florida Kemp. Hemp. I was going to say, what's Kemp? Right. Uh, I have no idea. <clears throat> so, high fashion designer Naeem Kam has sights on Florida. Florida hemp in effects to reduce the amount of pollution we create in the production of new apparel. Which is amazing. Uh, I thought you were going to say, wow, because that's usually what you do at the end. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, how is that going to work, though? But all his stuff mean? is made out of silk. Is he going to make silk hemp? I think he's talking about, I don't know that he's going to change over entirely, but. Um, he's hoping to be able to cultivate Florida's hemp to be able to use it as another alternative to produce clothing that does not harmful on the earth. Hemp can save the planet. You don't need pesticides. You don't need fertilizer. It takes the least amount of water, said Khan. Florida A&M University is being credited as discovery research. They were the first to develop the hemp crop. <clears throat> it's it's interesting. Like by by the end of October, they're hoping to have developed like six to eight farms, if you will, around the state of Florida to be able to manufacture clothing with it. Um, and the university has plans to help sell the, sell the hemp for profit to be able to see what sort of demand there is in the market for hemp as well. So it's like he kind of so this university better be cheap. I would think it's probably, I mean, wouldn't you consider that like on the equivalent of like cotton or whatnot? Right. But I'm saying like admission to the school should be cheaper then. Or is it just going to sell it to re, if the Florida university is. Oh, I see what you're saying. Reduce the cost of tuition. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting, I I don't know that they're going to do it that way because the way that the article is written is basically they're just doing that to see like what like how much of a demand there possibly could be but if you have a designer like Nain Khan sure it's got a pretty that's got it's I mean a it's very got weight rapido, right yes you know the others are gonna follow after his first collection with the full on hemp I'm really excited to see this because I feel like hemp is it's got this like really bad name because of where it derives from um, Every time I think hemp, I think like wood. <laughs> is that what your fan is made out of? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I think about like little pieces of like gardening. You know, like when they clean your when you know when you have services done in your lawn. Mulch. Yes, that's mulch. what I think about. It's mulch. Uh, Which I know it's not. I'm pretty sure that's nylon that you're nylon or polyester is what you're thinking of that comes from wood chips. Like I said, I which I know it's not this, and it's, but that's what I think about when I hear the word hemp. Oh, not the manufactured or whatever you. Anyway, that's what I think about. I think about mulch. All right. Well then, I'm just gonna leave now. Bye.
<laughs> Were you going to talk to yourself, though? I would, too. You know I would. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to the wall. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, it'll be interesting t- to see just because, like you said, like, that's a really reputable name. So if he could kind of put Florida on the map, if you will for fashion manufacturing. It'll be interesting because, like, most people, when when you think of, like, manufacturing, you don't think of Florida. That's not, like, first on your list. So if it could bring other types of businesses or designers uh-huh. to to Florida to do business, it it's a way of stimulating, like, our industry within our country and not sending it overseas. And not that there's anything wrong with doing business with the rest of the world, but you do have to look out for your own people, too. So. I agree. But it's very interesting because be, if the university would be like, we want to be the place where you can show this collection. That would be fun, like, wouldn't it? use that as your advantage of like, this is our product. This is the designer that believes in it or whatever and so forth. And this is the creations right. of it. It'd be kind of cool. You know, Florida University, hello, call us. We're totally marketers. I wonder if they have like a fashion design program because if they do, they could probably put together like a whole class based off of that too. Yes. Hello, call us. Martin and I would do it for We're you. We're geniuses. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Are you dying over here today? No, I'm, I'm a little gassy. Um, yeah, so this totally would be amazing. Should be. <laughs> What's that face? Nothing. You just never cease to, you know, surprise me. <laughs> That's a good thing. I keep you on your toes. I guess so. Guess so. <laughs> anywho. So, anywho, we're going to talk about, like, a serious subject now. So, the other day, I was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all I got. Oh. Kidding. Um, we're going to talk very briefly about um, this whole Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I mean, Victoria's Secrets. I'm going to say like everybody else does. Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> Victoria's Secrets? She's Victoria's got more than secrets. one secret? Yep. Mm-hmm. She's I had shady. A, She's got a lot of secrets. This horror. Um, I, used to, <laughs> I used to, in college, there was this girl that used to say that too. She's like, I work at Victoria's Secrets. Oh dear. Um, Let's not name her and throw right. her under the bus. I forgot like what that. her name is, to be honest. And no. I was like, isn't it Victoria's Secret? She's like, yeah, Victoria's Secrets. I mean, like, no, 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 no. Isn't it Victoria's Secret? She's like, yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, okay. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I think about that every day. I think about her just like, you know, um, welcoming customers to Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'd be mean, like, where are the room of secrets? <laughs> like, where is this room at you speak of? Uh, stop it. Um. So, just this past week, with this whole... Um, I guess a little update on this story. Um, there was a um, use your words. Right, I'm trying to. 
Right, I feel so lost right now. Um, so the so with the rig, with the resignation of Victoria Secret's former um, uh, what is his name was president, CEO. Oh, something like that. That guy, which is the name of that guy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there was a lot of speculation of him and Jeffrey Epstein, which is this financier. I didn't know they were connected. Uh, they were supposedly connected. friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, apparently, he would, according to this article that I was reading, which is this story is based on, um, he would tell a lot of people that he was recruiting supermodels for Victoria's Secrets. I feel like there's going to be a bunch of crap that comes out now with this whole... Exactly. Uh, um, so if you guys haven't heard the news, where this is August 11th, we're recording this. Hopefully we'll get it up on the air soon, but if not... Depends on when Gustavo decides to stop being right, shady. Right, right. Um, um, just yesterday, on August 10th, Jeffrey Epstein uh, uh, committed, apparently committed suicide. Or allegedly, or apparently. Um, I would use allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I because mean, I don't know which ones you guys want to use, but we're saying allegedly just simply because there's a lot of stories or a lot of versions out there that have popped up, not only in um, big media outlets channels, but also like independent ones. Um, so everybody has their own version. Yeah, everyone of what has their own version of what happened. So we're not even trying to name. You know, fake news or anything, but a lot of people have a lot of different versions of it. There's a lot of questions exactly as to what really happened. I don't know. We may know soon. But as of August 10th, uh, Jeffrey Epstein is no longer living. Um, so this story kind of goes hand in hand simply because just this past week alone, over 100 models have signed a letter released on Tuesday morning to Victoria's Secret Lingerie Chief Executive, John Mayes, urging the brand to make a legal binding commitment to protect contractors like models, you know, from sexual misconduct. There's a quote that says, from the headlines about our brand CEO, Leslie Wexner's close friend and associate, Jeffrey Epstein, to the allegations of sexual misconduct by photographers like Tim Merck, Timur, Timur Emek, David Belmere, and Greg Cadal. It is deeply disturbing that these men appear to have leveraged their working relationships with Victoria's Secret to lure and abuse vulnerable girls. That's terrible. I'm yes. sorry. I'm going to throw my two cents in there. Um, this is what the petition reads, spearheaded by this agency called Model Alliance, which is a not-for-profit research and advocacy organization led by Zara Ziff. Uh, the former model encountered Epstein, Epstein early in her career and recently wrote about it and this article for The Cut. So The Cut is kind of like an online newsletter, kind of, sort of, that spins off of Vogue and, like, W Magazine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I follow them on Instagram, and they have really, really good content. Um, and necessarily, if you're a woman... Or if you're interested in the topics, I don't know why I follow them for some reason. But you just I know happen to be one of those that you mistakenly hit the the follow uh, yes, button. Yes, I think I did. You've been here ever since, right? I think it was like something I wanted to win, 
which is probably most likely what it was. Um, and I never won. So, but they anyway, lied to you. right? But they really do have like these really interesting stories from actual women. Like, I'm not saying the other women are not real, but like really like that you can relate to. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and some of these stories are like that. They talk a lot about like um, marriage life, you know, social life, and relationship lives, and all that stuff, which I like to read sometimes. Um, so. You know, like I said earlier, Epstein's being the latest financier convicted of or was convicted of criminal charges and human trafficking and child abuse. Um, So this um, letter by the Model Alliance is co-signed by Victoria's Secret former angels like duets Coos, Christine Tarleton Burns, Caroline Murphy, Edie Campbell, Gemma Ward. All of them. Yeah, Iskra Lawrence, Karen Elson, and Mila Djovic. Um, it also has some Hollywood initiative, like the Time's Up movement and, indus- and other industry leaders as photographers like Ines and Vidun and former Glamour editor-in-chief Cindy Leave. Um, you know, the alliance calls for Richard Seagate to sign its respect program, which is designed by models and released in 2018 to formalize ways which they can come forward and report the abuse without them losing retaliation. Yeah, without them, you know, any retaliation and, you know, losing money. Um, the companies who sign in the program um, makes it a legal contract. So once it's reported they can be it's like a binding contract. Mm-hmm, it's a binding contract, mm-hmm. so they can you know be like, oh, it has nothing to do with us, so on and so forth. Um, this also apparently says that like if I'm a company and then I hire you, Martina, you have to sign this affidavit as well. Oh. So as much as trouble as you're gonna be, like I'm gonna be in trouble too. Right, right. But simply if something happens. Like, I guess the blame is more on you because you signed this and you should have read it. Read it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of a, a really good idea. Um, well, I, I'm, yes, it's I mean, the whole thing is a great idea just because there's been articles over the years that. Like, you hear of all of this, like, mistreatment that some of these girls go through, and it's always kind of just, like, it it always makes a headline, but then it's, like, it goes away, you know? And at this point, it's like, okay, enough is enough. Like, these girls are are human beings, and you don't get to treat these people however you want. And, And I get it. Like, to a certain point, like, yes, there's, you have a job to do, and, like, if, if you're not okay with some of these things, then you probably shouldn't be in it then right. at that point. But within reason, obviously. Right. Um, and that's, the, that's that, like, that fine line, like, with HR and with all the, of those things in general is, like, at what point do you get that it's, like, you're trailing into just being ridiculous? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's that, that, that line. And... Um, and I don't think that any of these girls have reported something that isn't warranted. I agree. I think it's a great thing, but you just you have to be careful now with all mm. of these documents and things like that. So yeah, 
So apparently they've been in talk, um, this agency with um, Victoria's Secret and Leslie Wexner's mm-hmm. um, before this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, thing came exploded. out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was simply like a red flag. Like within the industry, they knew like, oh, if Jeffrey's calling you, it's because he wants something more than, you know. Right. Kind of like this whole thing of like. Um, Almost like a Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. That everyone knew and everyone kind of warned each other, you know. Right. Um, and it was just the fact that, you know, Les- this Leslie woman, you know, was really good friends, you know, has been friends with him for decades, you know, with Jeffrey Epstein. And he You're will- guilty by association. Right. <clears throat> and then he will use the brand as a way to lure women or girls, I should say. Um, but according to this, Leslie never denied or agreed that he had involvement with his women. But there are pictures of... As proof. As proof where they're backstage, you know, with him and so on and so forth. Right. So with this also comes... Um, the notion of like no longer doing or no longer televising. Um, I didn't realize that that was the connection show. of why they weren't televising it anymore. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's just a whole big, thing. whole big There's mess whole is big what it is. Now. So I just hope like justice is served, um, in the way that needs to be. Um, I said it to my dad. I said last night we were talking about it that because he read it on the news too, and I'm like, child molesters do not do well in prison. Nope, they don't, and you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, so. it's really, it's really tough. It's really uh, survival mode. Definitely is mm-hmm. is um when you even like um the show on Netflix. This is this is uh, when they see us. Have you seen that? No. Is that new? No, it's been on, I think, since the beginning of summer. Um, I've never heard of it. The one with the um, Central Park Five. No. It was about these uh, five African-American kids that got blamed for, like, this rape um, of this jogger that was jogging in Central Park. No, I've never heard of this. Yeah. It's a documentary? It's a four... Four part piece by um, uh, Ava DeVernay. No, I've never heard of this. I think we talked about it in the podcast, but I'm not sure we did. I've been talking about it to everybody. <laughs> but anyway, kind of like. Um, so apparently, these five kids are in the park with a bunch of other uh, African American kids, and there's like a ruckus going on, mm-hmm. and then. During all that, this woman, this white lady, a jogger, gets attacked. She gets raped and she's beaten up really bad. Mm-hmm. And instead of fighting the proof or whatever, they just blame these kids. These kids because they were there, like and it was, it was easy. Yeah, and a lot of them were young, like seventh, eighth grade kids. Good stuff. And one of them gets blamed for it. Because he accompanied he accompanied his friend to the precinct because he didn't want to go alone. Right. So when his mother picked him up, he totally forgot about his friend. And since he was stayed behind, they just kind of like, oh, we're using him now. Yeah. And he was the one that got the worst treatment ever. 
But anyway, it's a really good four-part series. Um, but anyway, I just feel like justice should be served. It'll be interesting to see because I don't know if you read online too. Like I didn't realize that this was so closely linked mm-hmm. to like Victoria's Secret and why they are not doing the show anymore. Like I, I had no, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. Like I should have, but it'll be interesting to see because they announced. I think it was yesterday or a couple days prior that like all these unsealed like court documents are supposed to be unsealed now, mm-hmm. and it's got more details as to all of this stuff that's been going on. So I'll be very curious to see if this kind of, um, uh, what's the word for it, incriminates this guy now, too. Right. This Leslie guy. Yes. I just want to know if there's, like, if this document is, like, a ring pin, you know what I mean? Like, a secret society club and shit. Um, we could find out. Right. You want to find out? I don't know. No. Let's do it. They're probably, I mean, I would think, like, in that kind of a group of people, there's got to be, like, like, there's got to be a community of these people that they're all intertwined somehow, like, that people know each other, if that makes sense. So, you would think, like, like, by word of mouth, not necessarily in print, because we even just said it. We were having that conversation before we started recording. You don't put that kind of stuff in print. Right. It's all by, you know, by word of mouth. So there's got to be, there's a, some group a, a community, screen. if you will. There's probably like an associate that introduces you to them or. Right, exactly. Like somebody. Right. Um, so I don't think you're wrong with that at all. Like maybe like Harvey probably knows this Epstein guy. And everybody just thinks, oh, because he's a financier. But like, no, not really. <laughs> well, they're all intertwined somehow. Right. No, but I'm seeing that conversation going like, that's how we didn't meet, though. I like we talked about business, but we talked about some other business first. Right. It's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So, um. Are you trying to go somewhere? No. He's looking at the clock, guys. I don't know how long we've been blabbering. Oh, why? I mean, blabbering information, though. Well, is it information that we're sharing? Um, yeah. So. What else you got for me? That's all. That's my oh. only one story that you That's did. all, folks. <laughs> I did the one story after you did, like, three. I always do two or three. Don't even give me that crap. And there was plenty of news out there. Well, I was trying to start our new segment. Oh, this is true. So, actually, we are working, or Gustavo, I rather <laughs> should say. It's not a we. It's more of like a him project. Is working on Where in the World is Phoebe Philo. Right. Like, it'll be our version of, like, Where is Carmen San Diego? Right. Where, like, each week I put her in different, like, working environments, which that's what I was thinking. And then she just goes home and, like, talks about it. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Why are she's cooking dinner? We need, like, intro music, like, right. spy music to this segment. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. We're going to... I'm going to need to email Colin. Right. Colin, I need gonna... spy music. For what? And no Mission Impossible thing. Make it hip. Yeah, no. Like Mission Impossible, but way cooler. Like the right. fashion version. Right. Like Deep Throat. Yes. Anywho. Anywho. So in um, in traditional junkie fashion. 
What are you obsessing about? I am obsessing about, obviously, it's always about binge watching. Shocker, you? Right, right. So on Netflix, there's this program called The Taco Chronicles. That I have heard of. And you just have to watch it after you ate. Because I watched this without, like, after lunch, but it wasn't, like, right after, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just, I got, I got home after lunch, and I was just like, oh, let me see this on, because I started watching the first episode, but I started over again, because I didn't remember much. And here comes my sister, and she's on the couch with me, and then my parents get home, and, excuse me, they sit on the couch, and we're all watching, like, this six episodes, I think, six or eight episodes. And by the end of it, it's, like, 10 p.m., and we're, like, we're fucking hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you went and made tacos. We ordered oh. Mexican food because it was, like, we had nothing. It was, like, a Saturday, so we usually don't cook on the weekends. We just oh. buy out, or if nobody's hungry, then we just eat a sandwich or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, we were, like, really starving. Like, it's just... It's, I think it's six episodes. I'm looking it up right now. Um, and they take you all around, like, Mexico. And they show you, like, different regions have their way of making tacos. And kind of give you a brief history of how it became about. So it's just, like, a really, a really good show. I just added it to my queue. It is... Six episodes. Six episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. The first was pretty good. Like, after I watched the first one, I paused it, and I texted my cousin through WhatsApp. Um, and I told my cousin, because she lives in the city, in Mexico City, I was like, have you been to these places? And she's like, first one, no. Second, yes. Third one is really good. And she's like, you need to come and try these. I was like, awesome. So... It's there's a different um, taco for everything. Um, What's this? I see that you're going to a Thai food festival, and you didn't invite me. That was just this morning. Oh. Let's go if you want to go. It's next weekend. Perfect. When is it? The seventeenth. The seventeenth. Oh <gasps> no! It's uh, they have it the eighteenth too. We could go the eighteenth. I'm off. Yeah, it's the 18th, because I just remembered. Oh, no, wait. I probably have time in the 17th. Oh, well, then I guess we're not going together. <laughs> I just remember I have a model casting. Are you going to go model? No, I'm... Oh. Casting? I'm casting. Oh. We're doing a fashion show for our this show that we're doing in September, the one I was, com- the one I was um, Telling raving about. about. Uh-huh. <laughs> the one I was raving about earlier before we started recording. Um, so we're doing, um, getting off the subject here. So we're bringing in this really amazing lady called Bonnie something. I forgot her last name. She's from Nicaragua and she is probably like that country's biggest like art collector. Oh, cool. She doesn't live in a house. She lives in a fucking castle in Nicaragua. And does she want to adopt a child? (laughs) Honey, she at this point she could probably take in like a living hospice nurse. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. I hope that that's horrible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, she um, she's still. I mean, she's at a certain age, but she's a fashionable like 
to the T. Mm-hmm. Like she went, we had her last year to for last year I think for Latino Fashion Week. Girl, she landed in a with wheelchair and she was looking fly. Jeez. Okay, that's how like fly she fly is. Fly she is. And she reminds me of Carolina Herrera and everybody who's listening knows of my love for Carolina. Um, so she kind of reminds me. You didn't me get of her this year either, right. guys. But anyway, we're showing her collection. We're showing some guy named Israel Gonzalez. If you guys are Instagram, follow him. He does amazing work. Um, he's from Venezuela. Um, he did a couple of dresses for um, the judges and I believe the host um, and some of the pageants, I believe. Um, the contestants, but he does really amazing work. And I talked to him through um, Instagram because mm-hmm. when when we had his clothes, I'm like, I asked him questions like, how do you want his style? How do you want the music? And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, like, take my clothes and make it yourself. He was like, at the end of the night, he's like, if you want to walk out and bow, he's like, you can go ahead and do it too. Which Jeez. I didn't, obviously, I didn't do it. I would have. Um, right. But, um, no, he's just really cool, very funny guy. Um, he did a, he made a post about J Lo. I guess he likes Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. So he cropped her face into like his ads, like wearing her clothes. And then he made a comment like for her birthday, like she wore me my dress or whatever. So he's saying happy birthday to her and putting her in, in his clothes. I thought it was just funny, like the way he wrote it in Spanish. And I was like, and I wrote back to him, and I was like, fucking dad. <laughs> and he was like, I love it. But anyway. I don't know how we ended up here. I know, right? <laughs> oh, because we're talking about the model casting. So we're having, um, we're having, we're doing this mini fashion show. So we're introducing, uh, one of our projects was Latino Fashion Week. So that's no longer... I get tickets to that. Honey, you get tickets to whatever I do for okay, free. Great. So um, we're not doing Latino Fashion Week anymore. So now it's being folded into World Fashion Fest. So we're inviting like four other international designers mm-hmm. to be a part of this. So mm-hmm. if you know any Italian designers, okay, nothing like Gucci, Prada, or Martina. those. Oh. Um, but any ones that you're... Like, let us know, and then, you know, we'll reach out to them. Oh, side note. Mm-hmm. You just reminded me when you said fashion. That new store that's opening downtown called Primark. Yeah. Uh, my cousin that came from Italy, she shops there all the time. She said it's amazing, and that when it opens, we have to go. Okay, perfect. So. I'm, like, down the block, so. I well, no, I know. That's why I was telling you. Cool. She said it's amazing, so. And it's, like, dirt cheap, she said. So, that Uniqlo? No, it's, she's like, it's like, almost like a, um, you know that store, Agachi? Not mm-hmm. Akira, Agachi. It's kind of like that, she said. Oh, okay. The so amount like, of side eye right now. That so this like boy hooker is, clothes. Not hooker clothes, like okay, stuff well, that like. Lady of the night clothes. <laughs> no, like stuff that you would be okay, like if it got damaged or something, like you'd be okay with tossing it. Oh, like not carrying like it. Right. Exactly. So like Discovery. Oh my God, you're going to take us one step down to Discovery? 
You're a punk. I'm just saying. So, in true fashion, what are you obsessed about? Um, Besides work. Stop it. Why do you guys... You're not the only person. I was talking to one of my coworkers on the phone on Friday night, and he's like, you never stop working, do you? And I was like, can you not? Like, people make it... Okay, anyway, we're getting off on a tangent. Um, we love tangents. We became famous of tangents. <laughs> There's not really anything. I I really haven't... I've had a busy summer. Like, I haven't really had a lot of time for much. Um... I bought some stuff online at Loft again. Did you ever buy stuff from Asus again? No. Never. Um, I want to buy something. I'm going to show you what I want to buy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's not anything, like, in particular that I'm, like, stoked about at the moment. Nothing. I got nothing. Sorry. Oh, I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise. You got school coming up. Yeah, I start the 27th. How's that like? How are you preparing yourself? Praying. A lot. For? That I don't cry 24-7. Why are you going to cry? I don't know. I just have this, like, I don't know. I just, I emailed my professor the other day. And I asked him for the syllabus, and he responded with, here's the book that you get. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's what I asked, but all right. Sweet. So he's been like, ugh, one of those. Basically, I think so. Maybe you caught him in the middle of, like, his... So what is he, a professor? What are you doing? He's a professor. <laughs> You are so noisy. <laughs> he's a professor, so I imagine him. He's like a, what, a PhD, a master's. Sure. Anyway. He's probably like sitting with his. Phoebe Philo? No, he's probably, probably. <laughs> he's probably, you know, you interrupted his cigar time with his sleeveless sweater vest, V-neck. Sitting in his like. Upholster chair. Do you think that Mr. Feeney is teaching this class? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a real giggle from him just now. <laughs> That's why I imagine who teaches all these masterpieces. Uh, uh, literally, the look on your face was so funny. <laughs> I was imagining it too, but without like talking about his face. I just feel like that's who, like, teaches master classes. So, question. Mm-hmm. When I graduate, are you going to call me master? Sure. I guess. Master. Sounds too, like, dominatrix. Okay, we're done here. We're I want to get a PhD so they could just call me doctor. <laughs> I told my parents that too. I was like, my friend's gonna get her master's, and she was like, my mom was like, so when are you going? She like, said that to you. Yeah, because she's like, you should just go get your master's. Like, you're just not doing this with your life. I was like, thank you for the evaluation. It's only two years. Right. What if I get married in a year? That would require you to meet somebody first. Unless you've got somebody hidden, like in your closet somewhere that no one I knows just bring about. Bring them out at night, you know. That's weird. Okay. 
Well, because everyone else is sleeping, so they don't get to see him. This is headed in a whole other direction that um, I was not prepared for. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get a PhD so you guys can call me doctor. And my sister was like, I ain't calling you doctor. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should come over for dinner one time and see how, like, you find out that I'm the normal one. Petty? Yeah. They are? How petty they are. Maybe we'll do that. All right, well, this has been real. It's been it's been really real. It's been real. It's been a slice, but... We got to go. Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, follow us and give me my review, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>